0: Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is September twenty third, twenty twenty. Can you believe that? It's, it's it's one of those where people say to you, "Can you believe we made it to September?" I hate when people say shit like that to me. Or yeah. when they say, "Can you believe we made it to Friday?" I go, "Well, I kind of saw it coming." Yeah, you know, <laughs> it starts
1: with Tuesday.
0: Oh my gosh, where's where's me out? Hey, later on in the show, because a really close friend of mine, actually the most important person to me, baseball wise is going to pass away very soon and i have some stories that i want to share and oh so, yeah uh, i know there are people who listen to this show and people that do you want to start with it um I, I could start with it if you yeah, want go me to start ahead, with it sure. because I, I wish i was in the hospital with him right now but i know uh, i can't because of covid and everything mm-hmm. else and so um mickey deitchman oh okay? i love mick i, 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 was for, I love mick So, Mickey is a guy that has been a baseball coach in San Diego for years. And right now, when I just said his name, a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh. Because he has coached so many people. Uh, And he's been a scout. He was Steven Strasburg's baseball coach when he was at West Hills. And he was a scout with the Braves for a number of years when the Braves were really good. When the Braves had Glavin and Klesko and Chipper Jones, he was a major part of that Braves organization. So, he's always been a baseball guy. But one of the funny things about being around Mickey was it was amazing how many teams we faced in high school where – the other team had the exact same signs. They were Mickey's signs. Oh, wow. So Mickey had a set of signs. said, so I never <laughs> change them. And then they would take his signs, and the coaches <laughs> wouldn't go, hey, he's stealing right now. It was yeah. just a level of respect. And uh always made me laugh. But uh, I, I tell you what, he's 78 years old. And, yeah. I, and uh, I tell you, I love this guy like I love my dad. I oh, mean, yeah. he's, he's that important to me, and he's that important to my kids. But um, j- just an outstanding baseball guy. And if you ever met him, Jeff's met him a few times. He's like 5'2", 130 pounds, you know. The best. Just just a, just a great guy. And I know there are a lot of people in East County who are shocked right now to hear this. I know it's starting to go around Facebook right now. But I just got a note right before we started saying this is his last night. And they're oh, trying to make him no. as comfortable as uh, as he can be. as He has blood clots and things aren't working out too well. But I wanted to share a couple stories yeah. about that because i got a million but they're they're also god dang funny to me and so when i was done coaching at east lake he gets the head coaching job at west hills and i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm not going out to west hills to coach and i told my wife if mickey calls me i'm not going it's too far i'm not got driving 25 miles in traffic each way every day he calls me i take the job in a second of course like like a jedi mind trick (laughs) i'm fucking in i'll be your pitching coach you know yeah and and I tell Mickey, you know, there are certain things when you coach kids, you got to, you know, basically tone it down. These aren't grown men. You got to tone it down. And he goes, no, nah, I coach high school ball. I'll be fine. And so he gets the job and he meets in the big auditorium yeah. right in front of all the parents for the first time. And he goes, I'm Mickey D. And he goes, I'll tell you right now, I love to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> MGD stands for Mickey Gets Drunk. And I'm just like, holy <laughs> fuck, this is the last night, you know? And so... He goes, but I only drink when we win. And everyone's shaking their head, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with it. This One of our assistant coaches comes walking in. He's also a soccer coach. Comes walking in from the top of the, the – behind everybody's back. And he goes, sorry, everybody, I'm late. He goes, I had a soccer game against Santana. And they go, you win, Russ? Oh, we tied 2-2. And right away, no drinking for you tonight, Russ. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck just happened? Why is yeah. nobody yelling at me? You know? But he uh, he always pulled that – the Mickey gets drunk line. So I tell Mickey, I said, "Look, here's the deal. Um, you got to get new uniforms for these kids. These kids have the same uniforms when Strasburg's been oh, this school. Oh my goodness! And kids want. He goes, they don't care. They just want to play. I Go. No, you got to get them uniforms. And so two days before the first game, no fucking uniforms. He uh. forgot all about it. So he shows up with Mizuno baseball pants. That's it. He goes, I got mm. them all brand new Mizuno pants. No, anyone who ever had a kid who plays baseball, unless your kid is really really thin, you look yeah. terrible in Mizuno pants. <laughs> And he throws all these pants out to the kids, and the kids are kind of bummed out, like, where are fucking jerseys. You know, right. wear are new hats. We're like, this sucks. Yeah. And they're all devastated. And he goes, give me the pants back. And he, they all throw the pants back at him. And he goes, look, motherfuckers, the first time you get laid and you stick your dick into some pussy, are you going to leave because it doesn't fit right? Or are you going to sit around and make it work? Oh, my God. You're going to sit around and make it work? Like, <laughs> make these fucking pants work. And all the kids, I don't know what it was. They're like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Give me my pants. Preach, and I'm like this fucking guy's getting fired every right every day. I'm thinking he's get he's getting blown out. So we we start off playing, and we we play like our, our first practice game against Montgomery High School, and the parents are ten feet away as he's yelling at the kids because we lost. Yeah, and not yelling at him for anything dumb, just disappointed we lost. And he just goes, "I don't understand you guys. I woke up this morning, all I wanted to do was win a ball game, get drunk, and drive home. That's all I wanted to do today." <laughs> And I and he looks at me and I said, You mean you were gonna drive home and then drink? What did I say? And then I good dude. You literally said you're gonna get drunk right here and then you're gonna drive home. <laughs> yeah. You can jump on the 805. And then he goes, Look, that's not what I meant. What I meant was I'm gonna win a ball game, I'm gonna get drunk, and then I'm gonna drive home. Jesus I said it again. Me. And I'm like, calm the fuck down. So we go through the season and we're playing a game at at Christian High School, and Christian, you know, obviously it's Christian for a reason. And the parents expect a certain way to behave. And he tells a kid on our team, hey, go tell me if the kid in the bullpen is ready to go. And the kid goes, I'll get to it. And he pulls out his phone. He's looking at YouTube videos. And Mickey's like, is you ready? I'll get there in a second. And then Mickey loses his mind. What the fuck are you doing? Are you (laughs) in your fucking mind? (laughs) And he's screaming a million F-words. Yeah. Umpire comes walking over. Mickey! Yes, yeah. He goes, "You got to watch the language in here." And he turns around and he goes, "I know. Somebody in here keeps yelling fuck and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it." <laughs> like like had, it, had it had it all timed out on what he was going to do. But he uh man, he he was so great and he he was so so uh great to to me and my kids and so many other people that he coached and, and man, I love him to death and so disappointed. But the last game he ever coached with me, Jeff, were uh I, I might have been Valhalla we're playing and he calls time in the middle like the 6th inning. Okay. And he goes, Time. He goes, Blue. He goes, Did you lose your cell phone? And he's holding up an iPhone. And the guy goes, What? And then he takes his mask off and then puts his hands through his backpack. He goes, No, Mick, I got my phone right here. He goes, Are you sure? And he walks all the way down, and he shows him the screen. It says 99 missed calls. He goes, I was sure this one was <laughs> yours. <laughs> Mick, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And that was that was the way it went, man. But yeah. it was it was so fucking funny, man. He, he, uh, one other real quick one, Jeff. He tells the kids before a game, like two minutes before they're about to take the field. He goes, you know, I got the clap ten times. Jesus. Christ. And I said, Mickey, Mickey, no one here knows what the clap is. It's not nineteen forty eight. And I, and I go, it's like gonorrhea. And they're like, what? <laughs> he goes, right now you're looking at this old man thinking that guy got the clap 10 times. You should be looking at this old man saying that guy got laid 10 times. <laughs> All right, now take the field. <laughs> and I just sit there. He just look at me, give me the wink, you know, kind of the way you do when you tell a joke. Yeah. Only I get. But it was, uh, it was it was awesome being around him. And so I know a lot of people in East County are going to be extremely sad to hear mm. that he's extremely sick. And by the time they hear the show, he's probably would have passed away by now. But. Um, yeah not doing well
1: well he was an incredible guy that like you said i only got a chance to see him a few times but boy you hang with him and you felt like you knew him forever yeah and you felt like and and i'll I'll double that up by saying you liked him immediately yeah right because no bullshit he just is good though dave he's just a good dude you can just tell He would be a guy that I think the kids would understand that bark's a lot different than the bite yeah. and you get used to him and hear all that. And then you realize that he's just a really, really good dude. And, ah, that it's funny when you said that, I thought about him. Yeah. But the last thing you want to do is blurt out Mickey and have (laughs) you go, no, (laughs) Mick's fine. It's this guy. Then you go, Jesus, what am I putting the whammy on him? But, uh, no, I'm sure glad I got a chance to know yeah. him. And let's just uh, let's hope for the best tonight. We'll be thinking about Mick and his family and all those, uh, Kelly and all the other people that, that run with him that are close to him. Really, really good guy. And, uh, yeah, you think about all the kids that he made a positive impact on. Uh, it's really good. While we're at that, real quick, shout-out to my friend Steve Woods. Yeah. Um, yesterday was his anniversary third anniversary and you saw the message the first thing i saw yesterday on social media was that steve was out sick look at this fucking
0: guy we well, oh. showed up for the first 20 minutes and then he went home Eesh. yeah
1: well it sounded terrible he um not feeling good not feeling good today and so i i saw the the tweet that he put out because we all know steve Steve stops at every red light and gets out because he's red light woods. So, uh, but I had to check in on him. So I go, hey, what's going on? And he said, man, I feel like shit. And I got tested for Corona. I'll know the answer tomorrow. This is 100% true. I wrote on my phone. I'm so sorry to hear that. And as I'm getting ready to hit send, I look down and my phone has auto-corrected to, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> and I go, cool oh, no, I'm not so glad to hear that. So I fixed it, and then I sent him a note and goes, hey, I just want you to know, not as bad as the kid in North Carolina, but my phone tried to correct me to say I was so <laughs> glad to hear it. Maybe the phone listens to the podcast. I'm not, but... um." I tried to call him just to check in on him, and he, he just – he wasn't – he said, hey, call me later, and and I just – I'm going to let him just yeah. hang. But uh, for him, for Coach Cantara, who's been laid out for a week, had a procedure done. Coach was on social media saying, hey, I'd hope to be back on Monday. I think Coach had a little procedure done on Wednesday, and it's taken a little bit longer, but, but for both of those guys, yeah. two guys that – john i've known shit 20 plus years i know you have as well steve a short time but dude just like woods's family around here and yeah. so yeah i mean i i just i'm thinking about hannah who's pregnant and Bo, and the whole thing and then if he was there yesterday uh with ben and everybody else he God. was
0: it's funny he started the show and of course he starts without ben Oh, okay. And he said on there, he goes, I shouldn't have come in, but I don't want to let my guys down, you know? And then he starts, he sounded terrible. I mean, honestly, it was a hard listen because he sounded so sick. And he goes, man, he goes, I just started working out, eating right. He goes, but let's be honest. I never feel better than when I'm just inhaling rows of Oreos. (laughs) All of us feel good when we're in yeah. a But of Oreos. But, but he was gone after 20 minutes, which was the right move. He should have never gone in. I mean, What they do today like at five? Uh, ben showed up on time. See, he's capable. You see that? God.
1: I don't <laughs> like him mistreating Steve, especially when he's ill. Uh, so our best to our, our boy Woods. Yes. Uh, because I, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I'm thinking about guys that I know that have had it. I mean, Nina, Nina Detrow yeah. had it, that was pretty wild. Uh, Sean Salisbury had it, and I was kind of texting back and forth with him when he had it. That was pretty crazy. But this one is the closest I for me, for yeah. sure. I mean, Sean and I are pretty tight. Nina's been great, but I don't talk to Sean every day. We talk to Woods every day. And it was weird, Dave, too, because we have a group uh, we talk about often. It's one of our favorite things. We have a group text, and it's Dave and myself and Mike Cost and Steve. And I was just thinking the other day, like, I was thinking, man, he's been a little quiet. Like, usually he's chiming in or he'll send a funny video or 30-second fights we'll be watching. By the way, did you see the 30-second fight today with the guy with the pink gloves? No. I'm amazed. No I'm amazed uh JC or, or uh Royal or none of those guys sent it to me. This guy, it's two black guys, and the one guy has that disease where his arm ends at like the elbow. Okay. But he's got boxing gloves on. Yeah. So it's like your your hand. I how these guys, it's they're incredible. But this guy and the, the other guy, the young guy has got full arms, hands, the whole thing. Yeah. But the guy where the hands are at his elbow, he's got pink boxing gloves on, and he is just beating the shit wow. out of the guy. And I'm like, that guy would, that'd be the guy, like if I get, this is why I stay out of trouble. Yeah. Because if a video shows up, I'd be getting the shit beat out <laughs> of me by that guy.
0: With the guy with no reach?
1: Yeah. No reach at all. <laughs> God, he's just beating the shit out of this guy. You go, God dang! Come on, player. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was wild, but but I'm uh, I'm thinking about Steve tonight. I know you are. Yes. Know all of us are. It just uh, that one kind of stung a little bit yeah. and kind of rattled me all day. I'm not gonna lie. So if he turns out to be fine tomorrow, if he's got bronchitis, yeah. then we'll be here Monday. Kicking him around, but... Ripping the shit
0: out of him. He's, he, he sounded like... I don't know, man. I just... I don't know if he has COVID or not. Did you not. reach saying, out to him today? I did. He didn't respond. I texted oh, him. Oh, wow. He got him. right back, back to me. I just, <laughs> I just figured he was sleeping. I just reached out yeah, and he said, just man, said, shh, I hope you're doing delete. good. But he's, uh, he sounded like he just
1: had, like he had bronchitis. He sounded like that. He sounded terrible. Well, that shit scares me, man. And, and it's just... I know how we get... Yeah. We get bored quick, right? And you do your mask. Now, I feel like everybody... I feel like everybody I see around has a mask. The guys that don't, you kind of look out like, dude, what are you doing? I, I wouldn't want to be that guy, but whatever. I just kind of stay. I, and I know Steve's not anybody. Steve and Hannah, especially right now, Steve has said it. With Hannah being pregnant, he's been even more cautious. So I, I think that, again, we hope it, it's something different and he just has a bug. But, uh, but it definitely freaked me out, and I hope he's doing all right.
0: One of my son's friends um, got COVID. Okay, and Oof. and so, what he did was he went and joined the anti-maskers. Oh my God! Said, hey, going to prove a point, point. and he joined the anti-maskers. How about that? He wiped them all out. He doesn't know if it wiped them out. He just says, fuck it. That that was what that was his move of saying, hey, you guys don't want to wear a mask? You guys are above it. He goes, hey, I, you know, let's wow. see what happens. How about that one? I, now here's the deal. I was watching Dr. Fauci this morning. Yeah, getting was, into it with Ram Paul. With the well, yeah. We did you see that with all the senators? And yeah, one of the senators asked him a question that I thought was I'm looking at him going, "Come on, dude. Either you know the answer or you're the dumbest guy on the planet." But his question was, "Explain to me how the guy next to me can get COVID and I don't get it. How does that work? You know?" And yeah, Dr. Fauci looked at him and said okay, well, diseases work like this all the time. He goes, yeah. there are people that sleep with someone that has HIV and they get it right away or people that sleep with someone yeah. who has HIV and they never get it. Yeah, Sometimes you're going to get it, sometimes you aren't going to get it. What do? You, wh- why not be careful? Right. Why Why play Russian roulette? Yes. And the senator kind of sat back in his chair, all right, it makes sense. I'll stop ta- asking questions. <laughs> it was It was like he was trying to get him in a gotcha moment, but he, Dr. Fauci is staring at him I'm like, are you
1: insane? There are people in your house that get the flu, but you don't end up with the flu. It was funny. I was laughing with a friend of mine Uh, in Canada today because they just look at us and go like, what What are you doing? Over 200,000 people have died since March. And you hear these people that show up and they go, well, you know, I think the numbers are going up because you're doing all these, so many more tests. And as the friend of mine in Toronto pointed out, well, you could go to the state of California and test 10,000 people to see if they're all pregnant and you're not gonna see uh, all of a sudden 9,800 people are <laughs> pregnant and go oh shit Like, <laughs> like, like how do, and people hear that yes and just nod their head. Oh yeah that's, oh well that makes sense. We're doing more testing so that's got to be why the numbers are going up. I mean we could test 20,000 people to see if they're colorblind. <laughs> the fucking numbers are what they are. God shit. And people are just like, what are you guys doing down there? What are you doing? And then today, look, man, I mean, if you don't watch what happens in Louisville, I've never been to Louisville. I have. If, if, you, if you don't watch that today, I just look at that, Dave. I look at it as a parent. And I have to just think, if I'm Brianna Taylor's parents tonight and how they felt about her, where she was in her life, the things that she was doing – and the idea that people could just kick the door down and shoot you six times. But that part of it is bad enough. The idea that she laid on the ground for 25 minutes and nobody gives her medical attention. And then the the balls on that attorney general today where you're going to indict the guy for shooting into the neighbor's house. Yeah. And you just kind of shrug it off and you go, well, hey, things happen. You fucking shot her six times in her bed. And let her sit there for 25 minutes and nobody, nothing happens. And I just, I look at it and I go, God damn, if I'm a parent, and a lot of you are, if that happened to your child, where she was in her life, what she was doing, sure, everybody's made bad decisions. I've made plenty of them. Doesn't mean you have the right to break into my fucking house and shoot me six times or my kid's house and leave them for dead. And the idea that this is just commonplace but, again, it's Colin Kaepernick's a cock, right? Yeah. He's the fucking – Colin Kaepernick's the problem, not what happened to Brianna Taylor. The yeah, NFL's just,
0: the problem. The NBA's yeah, the problem. Right.
1: Yeah, LeBron. LeBron's the problem. Uh, sure he is. Fuck, give me a break. We need more guys like LeBron. I just uh,
0: – It seems – it's so weird. I keep thinking in my mind, we're Americans. Yeah.
1: We're taxpayers. Yeah. It used to matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore, man. Just fucking shoot them, I guess. I, I mean, it sure Even feels I like I see a... two
0: hundred thousand people died. I'm like, these are Americans. Yeah. How come our it's neighbors. not a big deal? How come we we don't talk about it? It's, just, it's uh. just whatever. The numbers go up. It's not real. It's not real. Right. And it's funny. I, again, I have, most of my friends are Republicans, and they they, they say it clears, I'm registered as yeah, clear as clear yeah. day. I think my wife is too. Clear as day is. It's not a political statement wearing that mask. Right. It's it's an IQ statement. You know, wear the fucking mask.
1: Well, I I like to think that I'm able to tell the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And I look at certain people and you go, what is your breaking point? What's your breaking point? Because I don't think you have one. And I mean, I I haven't seen blind loyalty like that since I read fucking books and saw documentaries on Jonestown where people got in line and put their kids and put their wives and said, drink the fucking Kool-Aid. God damn! Did you you ever see a movie called The Wave? No, when you were a kid. No. So it's the blonde-haired guy from Jan and Dean. The movie, not not the actual Great Jan and Dean. It's the fuck who had to sit there next to Richard Hatch while Richard Hatch tried to earn an Emmy. It's a little later. (laughs) <laughs> Fucking worst movie ever. And uh, come on! Oh, they're singing to a record? I can do this. <laughs> Jan, don't do it. You can't. you YouTube it.
0: Uh, the audience needs to YouTube it. You can YouTube little. it right there. Just YouTube the ending of Jan and Dean.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go, granny, go, granny, go, granny, go. <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> right I think me and Woods are going to remake that movie Dude, go ahead oh my god that's funny <laughs> it's, but it's that guy the blonde haired guy
0: <laughs> so fucking funny that's it right yeah
1: that's it it's the worst poor fucking Richard Hatch oh my god I think he was in The Rookies or something and he was good and then they brought him <laughs> drug him onto that and said you're going to play Jan well, great. Let me see the script. Uh, hey, I can do this. No, no, no. Cut, cut, cut. Rich, baby, you just—you've been in a major car accident. Okay, <laughs> you're suffering here. What are you reading the line like? I think I can do this. Slow it down. Let's go. We're doing this to film. Costs money. Take two. Get that clipboard in there. <laughs> well, I think I. No, fuck. Can you fucking read, kid? Slow it down. Have you taken your
0: kids on that drive? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do it all the time. Yeah. Right? Going from Beverly Hills to Westwood,
1: yeah. yeah. Hey, I think I can do this. God damn. Am I the only one crying here? Did you see what we just saw? The fucking guy's gorgeous. Beautiful, baby. Break for lunch. He's like calling his wife, I'm gonna win an Emmy. <laughs> 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 fucking movie. <laughs> it's the worst. That
0: is where it is, right? Yeah. Sunset yeah. down... Oh, Dri- Driving driving from, actually, Westwood to Beverly Hills is is the way to get there.
1: Yeah. Wait, though. Wasn't he coming... I don't know what... thought he was way.
0: going towards Beverly Hills up the hill, around the corner.
1: Oh, see, I think it's... You think it's the other way? Yeah, because when you're coming down the hill, it whips. Yeah. I'll have to research that. I kind to
0: have to YouTube
1: that. that okay, that scene. but there's a movie, the blonde-haired guy, yeah. was in called The Wave. Okay. And we all saw this movie. It was like an after-school special and uh he he's a school teacher and he's doing an experiment and he says hey we're going to get all of us we're going to join together we're going to be in a wave and you're in you're in and slowly the movie starts developing and it's like we can let certain people in But then others want to get in, right? Costa wants to get in. No, no, no. They're not in. (laughs) And all of a sudden, so the movie's building, and all of a sudden it kind of starts out where they're, like, young and having fun and everything's great. But all of a sudden they start getting a little bit more territorial, starts getting aggressive, and this guy's running the whole thing. And he says, coming up, we're going to have our national leader from the wave. We're going to have a – we're going to join a national conference call – There's chapters all over the country, and we're all going to be it, And it's great. And fuck you, Mike. You're not in, but we're in. And we go, and we sit down. And he says, okay, we're going to join the national uh, speak right now. Spoiler alert, the movie's 40 years old, but fuck you if you (laughs) haven't seen it. And they fire up the video, and the video is a Nazi meeting. And he goes, what I did was I did exactly what they did in Nazi Germany, and all of you fell for it. And we're just like, yeah, you know, we're like 12, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Am I Nazi? <laughs> I mean, who's Jewish? I'm sorry. But you watch it, and you go like, oh, wow. But the movie freaked you out. Yeah. And you remember it. Now, if you watch it, you probably be like, oh, God, is this fucking thing over yet? <laughs> but uh, but it's just the blind yeah. loyalty. I, yeah. I don't have anybody. Like, I don't have anything in my life where I'm that blind loyal, but the people in that, right? Uh, We've said it on this show. No matter who you voted for, it could be local government, the mayor of your city, whoever the mayor is of Encinitas that let that bike lane shit go in. She should be run right the fuck out of office tonight. (laughs) But I'm sure there's other things that she did where you look and go, oh, good for her. That's cool. Uh, Dr. Ray and La Mesa, others, all the way up city. Faulkner, he didn't get anything right. But no. no. Uh, Barbara Bree wants us to vote against the height limitation in Point Loma, which tells me immediately vote for Todd Gloria. Not that Todd's some rock star, but at least he's going to allow for development over the Midway area. She's going to keep us in 1961. Exactly. So, all right, Barbara, go ahead. Great point of view. We're going to vote against you. But in my opinion, the people that are with that candidate think he can do absolutely no wrong. And that would scare me if I was that way.
0: Okay, let me ask you a question. Um, I mean, usually we we try not to talk politics in our history of doing a show together. Obviously, you and I are not fans of of Trump, okay? (laughs) Yeah, where we're going. And so what would it take for your friends or family to not vote for him?
1: Well, that's what I said. That's I mean, my whole would, point. Would it
0: be if he said, hey, I'm coming for your guns? Would that be the line? Because well, you always hear that line all the time. Well, I love my guns.
1: Well, I have friends that are incredibly loyal that I don't think they own guns. See, and that's
0: that's what's kind of strange to me. I have friends of mine who will always say uh, they're big stock market guys. And uh-huh. the stock market's doing great for me. And mm-hmm. then I have friends of mine who say they're big military guys. Okay. But then the statement about... McCain, first of all, was one I said, oh, this is going to fucking kill Trump. You know, right. when, he was, when he went after John McCain, it didn't. It gave him basically more fuel. And then this the statement about being losers and suckers about the soldiers we have who have died. I thought, well, this is it. Now he's in deep shit. Yeah. So no, I thought we loved our military.
1: I thought the fact that it came out that he that Sean Hannity is the president of this country should have been <laughs> fucking enough.
0: So, man, I, I don't say anything. I don't have these conversations except right here with anybody. Um, but it's one of those where it'll be interesting to see what happens. And look, I'm not doing like my mother, who threatens to move to Canada every four fucking years. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm not doing that. And I got news for you. Canada doesn't fucking want no. you. Oh. And the borders a, are closed yeah. for a reason. It's a big fucking hassle to get in Canada. It's not yeah. easy. No. I thought I had an in. No,
1: I don't have an in. You don't know, have an in. <laughs> But, uh, but it, it's crazy, right, where you look at different shit that's going on and all of those – and people are just like, yeah. I mean, I I look back at Trump through the years. Dude, one of the books I... Now, I don't know if he wrote it or not. I thought Art of the Deal, the book he wrote, was amazing. Now, I think he wrote it. I don't know. Goddamn, we watched that fucking Celebrity Apprentice every week. Yeah. I thought he was fucking great on that show. I just yeah. loved him because he just came in and he... You know, he's fucking with Brett Michaels. And he's just beating the yep. shit out of John Lovitz, right? He has no time for any of these guys. And his kid, Junior, and Ivanka, like, all these D-list yep. shitheads are on there, right? Yep. Like Richard Hatch. Yep. And they just ran those dudes through the ringer. You go, yeah. Which, and even when he won, you're like, well, god dang, this is kind of wild. Like, I wonder what happens. It's so unconventional where are we going? But it's just, dude, Sean Hannity? Like, <laughs> fucking Sean Hannity? And you're like, hey, you know, I always like that guy. He wears a pocket scarf, and he's good. But um, I'll tell you this, man. One of the biggest Trump supporters I know. Yeah. When my divorce happened and when I was really in a bad spot, this friend of mine called me and said, what do you need? What do you need right now? Yeah. And I go, oh, man, you know, I think I'm okay. He's like, do you need a check? Do you need money? Do you need a place to stay? Right? Do you need – did Jack and Kate need a place to stay? Like, I'm telling you, the door is open, and it's an open invite. And he continues to be that guy. Yeah, He's outstanding. There are so many people that I know – and I've said this before, Dave. Have the same situation. Where I just – politics will never – and a friendship for me. That's you. what I'm saying. If you're one of those guys tonight, I'm and we're friends like we know each other, I am thrilled. The yeah. people I have in my life, I'm so thrilled they're in there. That'll never impact our friendship. I just go, just from a curiosity standpoint, I just go, damn, man. like, Don't you look at it and go, What's and you don't one? have to answer to me. No. I would just say in a moment of reflection, don't you go, wait a minute. That's who I am? That's who, because I don't think you're that person, male or female. I really don't. I feel like I'm a good judge of character, and the friends of mine that hear this show that are that, I I would back you to anybody who questioned you. I'd be like, fuck, you don't know. That's a really good person, like the buddy I'm talking about tonight. Yeah. Damn, I wish I had a thousand friends like that who checks in all the time and is great but they they are just loyal to the red like nothing i've ever seen
0: yeah. it's pretty wild i think we all have those right we all have those yeah. it's up to you if you keep them as friends i decided i'm keeping them as friends and oh, that's a, that's, yeah. that's that's the way it's, it the way it goes but it's funny my son said to me who is a young voter you know mm-hmm. and he basically asked me he goes this is the two best we have in yeah. this whole country these are the two best well, i go well not exactly i go this are the, the two most popular right now in their parties. And this is why it worked out this way. But are these the two best overall politicians? Probably not. Is the age thing for either one of them ideal? Probably not. You know, do we need, in my opinion, yeah. do we need some fresh blood? Yeah, absolutely we do. But this is what the the parties decided. I mean, nobody well, challenged Trump.
1: Well, there was a video that made its way around social media today. And it was from Clarence Thomas when Clarence Thomas was going through the approval hearings to be a Supreme Court judge. And we all remember Anita Hill and what was said. And man, he lays into the committee and he said, you should be ashamed. You have tarnished my name, my reputation. You've hurt me. You've hurt my family. You've hurt my friends. And I will never get back what you've taken away from me. And they look up at the committee. Who's the head of the committee? It's Joe Biden. So, I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. But the problem is, Dave, in my, again, in my opinion, with politics today, for anybody that's going to run, the other side is going to spend millions of dollars looking for everything they can find on you. And make stuff up. Yeah. To find out. The big thing with Joe Biden now with the plastic surgery
0: and the hair plugs, and then, ABC did all the research and said, there's nothing in here to show he had either one. Yeah. You can't say, you and I can't say that. No. You know, but he can say that. You know, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I was watching different shows today and every time they're saying in the ear, our attorney is telling us right now, there is no proof this ever happened. Do not say that again. You know, like they had to clear
1: their name while they were talking God. because lawsuits are coming. Everybody. And that's the thing. And people look at it and go, you know what? I feel like I could be uh, somebody that would be good. At local government, state government, national, as a congressman or senator, yeah, House of Representatives, and they're like, "But I don't want to get drugged through." No, why would you? Fuck no! I had movies passed to at Adult Depot. <laughs> okay, I think I paid the fine. Goddamn! I've already told you the impact Ginger Lynn had on my life. <laughs> all right, so I kept it for three days, Senator. I want to take you back to November of 88. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> what, well, let's fire up the... If we could fire up the big screen right there. What we're looking at is a receipt from an adult depot. It's depot. Well, you sure knew that pretty quick, didn't you, you little pervert? Now, it says here uh, on Golden Blonde... The movie shows that it was due back on the 5th. You brought it back to 15th. Explain yourself, sir. Hey, it was good. I was (laughs) single at the time. Challenging part of my life. I was a little bit enjoying fireball shots. (laughs) Had some anxiety. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sir, I'm going to bring up one more thing. This is from the night. Says on the receipt, Alan Horton's bachelor party. We're going to show a video, sir, and this is you. It appears to have a garter, and you appear to be challenged by your friends to use that garter to push your nose up in the manner of a small farm animal like a pig. Mr. Powley, would you like to address that? We're going to watch this security video here. (laughs) It appears your friend, Mr. Doseth and Mr. Wilson, trapped you into doing this five or six different times if you can't even avoid simple things like being trapped, mister Pallet into doing things like acting like a farm animal at a strip club, how the hell are we gonna allow you to oversee the militias killing the innocent people in the streets of South Carolina Louisville, mister Pallet? Answer the question, thank you. I, uh, I asked the chairman for no more time. God bless America. Right? Did we be fun? The only guy who's gonna who's gonna get that reference? You, me, and Al Horton. <laughs> oh, that's
0: funny. That would yeah, be it, that's right? It, yeah. You know,
1: they'd fire that security video. you Be like, what the hell? <laughs> no. Do you know what happened that night? Of uh, let's see if you know what happened in sports that night. The night of Al Horton's Dude, bachelor I don't remember party. shit
0: That night, I don't remember anything that you just said. I know what happened because you guys keep bringing it up, but I don't remember Jack shit.
1: You, uh, I wonder. I'm gonna give Horton. A five-second count. We were all at uh, Al Horton's bachelor party. We're at Dirty Dan's right there by the 163. Okay. Me, Brian Wilson, they give everybody in our group, Dave Sniff, Horton. Dave Sniff was there? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I think he was. (laughs) Yeah, he was there. They give everybody in our group a garter. You're given a garter because that way you kind of have it, like, around your arm um, because that way they know you're part of the bachelor party and you're allowed into different rooms. So me and Brian Wilson, there's this insanely beautiful girl dancing. And Brian Brian Wilson and I keep telling Dave, we're going to take our garter like a catcher's mask And we're going to put it out, but we just want to push up on your nose so you look like a pig. Dave, ready? Here we go. One, two, three. And Dave would do it and just stare at this girl with the carter, push his (laughs) nose up like a pig. And Dub and I are just sitting there looking at him. And the girl's like, hi. Hi. Dave just keeps yelling hi. And the girl's like, shut up, weirdo piggy. Uh, Wilbur the pig. But that was the night. See if Horton knows this. That's the night that Rodney Harrison laid out Trent Green and opened up the door, oh, really? the door for uh, Kurt Warner. Wow. Yeah. But I I said to a friend of mine the other day, that night at that strip club destroyed strip clubs for me because we're there, we're having beers, they bring food in for Al's bachelor party, the whole thing going on. And the girl who was kind of like the waitress and then going up on stage, we said to her, hey, how's your night going? She goes, ah, You know my baby's at home sick. Fuck. Uh 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 uh. We're like, how old's your kid? Two. You're like, God damn. (laughs) God damn. That just put a that it was like the Hindenburg. Oh my gosh. Our strip club future was like the Hindenburg right there at one (laughs) sixty three. The humanity. (laughs) Mr. Pallet, uh, we're glad to have you here today. We're going to show you a video. This is you in San Francisco. Big shock that you'd hang out up there. This is you at uh, Super Bowl 50 uh, doing some kind of radio show, apparently. Probably some satellite pervert show you did. And now we're going to see this video of you scurrying down the hallway in some convention center. To find some girl, Lisa, and look at you—got your weird little <laughs> arm around her, getting a picture, Mister Pallet Can you explain this to us? I believe she's an adult entertainer. I've never heard of her. Wink, wink. Uh, Dave, can you tell us your history with her and how you feel like you're qualified to run this country?
0: Which guy in radio do you think would have the best chance of getting in office with the cleanest record?
1: Oh, Ben Higgins. Ben would probably be the guy, right? I mean, I, come on, nobody's that clean. <laughs>
0: Uh, Coach? Coach, probably. I was thinking of Coach was the one when I asked the question. I was thinking Coach. But otherwise, I don't know anybody that has a clean shot.
1: Uh, I'll tell you this. Do you have HBO? Yeah. So coming up, I think the first part of October, they have a documentary about Craig Carton. Remember Craig Carton? Yeah, I remember that. From uh, Boomer Siason's show, the guy who was running the Ponzi scheme? That's right. So they're doing a whole thing. So the other night they released a trailer for this documentary coming up. And, and, boy, I mean, think about radio people we've met in our life who have an incredibly high opinion of themselves. Yes. Carton's at the top of that list. They rehired him, right? They brought him back? I don't think so. They've talked about it. Okay. Because uh, Chris is there, so he's got a circle of four people. But... uh they're showing all these different people, and they talk to Boomer Esiason and different people, and all of a sudden, I look up. You know who they interviewed? Sherrod. Yeah. No way. Sherrod's going to be in this documentary. Sherrod um, would probably get through. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. I don't, I don't remember him. Sherrod like, wouldn't get through. It's
0: like, where the fuck did Sherrod go again?
1: What do you mean? When when this Oh when, Fiji.
0: Yeah. Sherrod was about to get canned. His shows. He would. He'd go to toilet. Fiji
1: during the during the hearings.
0: Yeah. That's it.
1: It's like Sherrod. <laughs> I love that guy. What happened when Times threat. <laughs> at their worst? Uh, Sherrod, you um Sherrod, we were
0: How did you address the situation when Times uh, were at their worst?
1: Sherrod, we Sherrod. things were going bad at ten ninety and you were carrying Mr. Rosenberg on a daily basis. There was a time when your show was in flux. Mr. Spencer Holt told you, hey, listen, I'm not even going to sell your show. I'm selling the shitty morning show. <laughs> and when Mr. Rosenberg was floundering like a small fish out of water, is it true you went to Fuji, Fiji, <laughs> Mr. Williams? Explain exactly yourself. what he did. <laughs> he did. We're like, this
0: fucking guy is two seconds away from getting canned. He takes off for two weeks.
1: They stuck Josh with yeah. Hal Brown, I think, for two weeks. The Josh and Hal show. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Sherrod's not he's getting out. in. He's, yeah, he's out. out. Um, Lee's definitely not there. Fuck no. As soon as he realized Lee's not his real
0: name. Yeah. How can we trust you?
1: Mr. Mahan, we've got quite a few videos here I'd like to show you from the newsroom. Hand on shoulders. Hey, Bob, up. They were stiff It happened. Move on. <laughs> Got to scoot.
0: Yeah, radio guys don't have a chance.
1: Fuck no. We're a, <laughs> that we're was a right. dirty group.
0: It is a dirty group. <laughs> Elston?
1: Oh, fuck. Mr.
0: Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to see which way you're going.
1: Mr. Elston, we have quite a few pictures of you in a scarf. No further questions.
0: Dude, I could have got it 80 different... Directions. I know you
1: would have. I like that Craig told you today, you're the worst guy ever. I and know. you told him, D- is there an actual award? <laughs> well, okay. Yes. These fucking assholes. Well, okay. Padre Twitter almost
0: makes me want to root against the Pods. Wait, do you mean almost I, wants I, I, to? Honestly, it, it's insane. These fucking guys, dude. I know you, were, you didn't see it today. No, I didn't see anything. So the Padres played at 1 o'clock.
1: Yeah. Clevenger's pitching. 12 pitches.
0: We all want to make sure Clevenger's okay, ready for the postseason. It's sure. probably your
1: one or your two. Who's a better team doctor, Padres oh or Chargers God. right now? Sure, give him the ball. Throw him out there. Jesus. Snap. God. Tyrod Taylor's like, oh, they shouldn't have started him. You <laughs> shouldn't have started him. God damn. <gasps> oh,
0: my God, dude. There's some lawsuits coming with uh, Taylor. I mean, fucking uh,
1: you How long's the lung? fucking needle? Oh, my God. You punctured his goddamn lung, dude. Hold still. Dude, yeah, look. my ribs are sore. Uh, how you feeling? How you feeling? <laughs> Five. Ready to go? No. My what God. the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Almost killed the guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um. So Clevenger takes takes the mound. And I, yeah. I, I was nervous, too. I'm like, dude, bicep tendon. I go, fuck, dude. But you got to try him out at some point before the playoffs. So he goes one inning, looks fine, looks like himself, strikes out Trout, inning ends, boom, he's out of the game. And all of a sudden you're seeing uh, Morihone out there warming up and you're going, well, shit, that wasn't good. And then you're waiting for the announcers to say, was this the plan? Yeah. And Grant completely didn't handle pressure well. Of course not. Like he's having a panic attack on the air. Just gets out his paperback. Dude, that was basically it. Hyperventilating. I swear to God, you could hear his tears hitting his microphone. And he's (laughs) panicking. And Don, of course, does what he's supposed to do. I'm he's a ne- pro. I'm sitting next to a pitcher. So what yeah. did, What did you see there? I don't know, Donnie. Just panic screams at him against like, Tourette's, like a fucking maniac. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. So that's oh. what I wrote on Twitter. Hey, when yeah. the Padre team doctor is done with Clevenger, maybe they could take a look <laughs> at Grant. Well, everybody took it at as I was rooting against Clevenger. 100% did didn't not- take
1: it that way. I read it.
0: You've, I didn't write that at all. I would ne- I'm would a karma guy. I would never write that shit. I would ne- I'd never root for anybody to get hurt. So he, uh, everyone loses their fucking mind, including Elston, yelling at me. I'm the worst guy on the planet. Okay, whatever. Say whatever you want. So Clevenger's out. More. more so uh, next thing I wrote was, I don't understand war, but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> fucking Clevenger's is going through the fucking roof after more home. just giving up three homers in an inning to fucking cost in the game. To the Angels. To the Angels. And you sit there and you go, Oh shit. So, yeah, the Padres have major question marks. You want yeah. to peak, obviously, at the right time. Look looked like they were peaking a week ago. Right now, they, yeah. it, it felt like today. I almost wish you saw the game because it felt like all the Padre games we've seen since 2006 of just trying to be funny and waste time because the team wasn't very good. And, unfortunately, it wasn't, wasn't good. There are a lot of question marks you have. I mean, right now, Grisham looks terrible. I mean, it looks absolutely horrible. You look at Fam, dude. I don't know if you put him on the playoff roster. Yeah. Go, what the hell are you doing? It's either
1: him or Moreland. Moreland looks
0: terrible, man. What the fuck? He's not at all the player they thought they were getting. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm jumping off. I, I told you when they got Moreland, I thought it was a great deal. But at the same time, if you're a Padre fan, you're kind of freaking out a little bit. I, I just watched Jeff and I have the Dodger game on now right before you walked in. They were saying that game, not what Grisham did, but it got them fired up. It changed yeah. their tune as far as, hey, maybe we're taking things for granted. Maybe we need to show a little bit of uh, enthusiasm and basically a little bit of life. And they had a meeting immediately after the game in the dugout or in the locker room right after that game about what their behavior was like. Not blaming the pods, but going, hey, we're doing this wrong. Something's wrong here. And the Dodgers credit that night, whereas one team's gone one way and one team's gone the other. Look, I want to see both teams match up. Yeah. And, uh, And the way it works out, right now the Padres would take on, it's amazing how things change, would take on the Cardinals. Not the wow. They would take on the Cardinals. And what did Cardinals do today? Uh, I can tell you in a second. The Cardinals, though, honestly, could end up hosting. The way I know, they, they, Pod's got to win. They got. They got to win. They got to make this shit up. So it's um, it's it, it. I don't know, man. It's kind of scary right now. You have four games against the Giants, and you're gonna have lament. You're gonna have Paddock go on Friday in the okay. doubleheader, which is fine. But the way it's shaping up. Garrett Richards, who they're trying to get ready as a bullpen guy, could be a, a guy in the rotation all Gotta of a sudden. Got to go back in, right? And, I mean, Can you go on. get Gore? Oh, fuck, no. I, I from what you're hearing, you keep hearing Gore has control problems. And I don't know if that's true or not. You're just hearing, I don't know who the hell would tell you that
1: unless it came hey, right I from can't. the pods.
0: I guess the cards didn't play today because I can't find them anywhere. Okay.
1: So, uh, so pods play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in San Francisco, and that's it, right?
0: Uh, no, they don't play Thursday. They play doubleheader on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
1: Oh, okay. So another off day tomorrow. start on Wednesday. Got it. Okay. So I I think, Dave, I'll give them a little bit of a break today because I think that team that we have seen, the energy, the camaraderie with that team. Yeah. Man, you see Clevenger, kind of your ace. Yeah. Right, who was fitting so well on that team. And, God damn, I looked at it today. 19 strikeouts in 19 innings. ERA under three, whip under one yeah. in his time here has just been great. When you see him walk off the field after 12 pitches, rattles you a little bit. Yeah, it does. So, I, I mean, that's where you go, all right, Tingler, Schumacher, this is kind of where it's all on to you. You got 19 coaches there, Rod Barajas and the rest of that group. Sorry. you got to, uh, You got to rally that group up. But, man, I don't know. Hey, why don't you just turn that up as loud as you want? Don't, don't worry want about it. At. I mean, there's MLB rules about replaying games. But.
0: <laughs> I was looking at who I wouldn't want to face. Like, I still say I'd rather face the Cardinals than I'd face the Milwaukee Brewers if I was the Dodgers. Where I still, still don't think it's a big deal if the, if basically, if the Padres, obviously they aren't going to win the division because the Dodgers clinched it. But sure. I, think, I think they're in good shape. I'd much rather face a team like the Cardinals have to make up all those goddamn games, and they're running their arms like crazy before the playoffs begin.
1: you got to get the offense figured out, but I think that will hopefully come around. This is huge what happened today. But now it's up to – but what happens, Dave, is you go, well, Panic, this is your time. Exactly. This is your time, big shot. Big shot. (laughs) You don't sound
0: too convinced look man i'm uh, he, a huge he did have a good fan. La- i know you are and you're the yeah. guy that called it i'll give you credit josh and i say this all the time when we talk yeah he goes fucking a he goes jeff called two things that stand out in my mind yeah and i said what are they this is just two nights ago he goes he called don Orsillo. yep you said orcilla before he even came a year before, before he came yeah here, jeff said don Orsillo was coming here
1: and we're gonna love him with the chemistry with he, mud you nailed it and the chris paddock deal Jeff yeah. nailed chris paddock when we got it yes. on that day, because a lot of people, I remember being in Monterey and Dave going, dude, people hate this trait And I said, they're out of their fucking mind. Go look at what this dude's done. And we just watched him. And then he had Tommy John surgery. No, I love Paddock, man. I, I do because I, I just, I love that kid's demeanor. Look, you, you kind of have had, you know, cock of the walk for a while. Yeah. Right. And you get kind of slapped around a little bit. We've seen it in combat sports. It's how you respond. It's what we say on this show all the time. Champions stand up when others stay down. Well, he's been knocked down a little bit. Time for the sheriff to pull himself up. But I'm still glad he's on our team. I like him. And now yep. you go, all right, man, find a way. And and it's up to Larry Rothschild. He That, that big swinging dick that was supposed to come <laughs> here and be so great that we ran Darren Balsley out of town. All right, Rothschild, do your magic. But I like Lamette. I like Zach Davies, and then I have huge concerns about the rest of it. And I did not have any problems. Uh, I didn't feel bad at all when it was Clevenger, Lamette, and Davies. You go, wow, it's pretty yeah. fun, and loading it up gets a little shaky. But yeah. we're gonna go Lamette. We're gonna go Davies, and and if it gets to Paddock and three, would then go, would you go Richards? Ah, uh, no, really. I, I mean, no, I'm gonna you go. With go Cle- with the vet.
0: You go with the young guy.
1: I'm gonna go with Paddock. Uh, I I mean you just because I look at it and I go dude that that's got to be the guy I got to ride with because he he's going to be the guy expected to be the one moving forward. It doesn't mean I have uh, a super long leash, but I'm at least going to start with Paddock and take my chances. Because I mean I think Richard's ERA coming out of the bullpen is about 14, like <laughs> Pintino was, but they keep telling us what a great bullpen army is. Um, but I, I'm going to, if it's me, Dave, I'm going to go Lamette. I'm going to change speeds with Davies in two, and I'm going to come back with Paddock in three with, I mean, you, you act like Garrett Richards is, uh, you know, Oral Hershiser coming out of the bullpen. Uh, dude, that guy is, uh, very hit and miss when he's on, he looks great. Yeah. When he's but, on, he
0: does look fantastic.
1: He yeah. does.
0: He does. We lost, uh, we lost a big star today. We lost Gil Sayers. Uh, 77 years old, Gail Sayers, who a lot of people, and us before our time, but if you look at Canepa, he'll tell you he's the best running back he's ever seen.
1: Kansas Comet. <laughs> now, look. He'll, he'll say, Crazy Legs, Hirsch. <laughs> Keith Lincoln. And Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. Uh, who else will he say on that list? Let me think. Little Train James. Yes. Uh, John Capaletti. Because the great Rick Smith
0: told him, John Capelletti.
1: <laughs> fuck, <laughs> dude! Stop writing Rick Smith in your fucking Rick columns. Fuck it, hey. Yeah, Rick Smith. All day. Uh, are you well, a Brian Song fan, dude? I tell you what, that movie's so good. Really, I hated that movie. That movie's good, but it's uh, it's it's pretty racial. Oh, you think it is? Yeah, it's pretty
0: racial. How about the guys in the movie are still alive? The other guys aren't. The guys that played the actor the actors. Yeah, that Jimmy Kahn.
1: Yeah. Billy D. Dee. Billy D is the man. Um oh. Let's see how good you are. Big shot. I can't name anyone else in the who movie. Who played George Hallis? You better get this fucking right or you can just walk out of here. Dolph Sweet. I don't know who. Oh. What? Fucking uh uh Jack from from uh <laughs> Jack Warden. did he really? Yeah, Jack Warden from Heaven
0: Can Wait. Oh wow. I didn't know. That's funny. Now, I know everyone says they cry their asses off in that movie. I didn't cry in that movie at all. I well, cried you, in
1: Stepmom. Uh, I told kid, me told my song. My kids bring that up a love lot. You, the fucking kids. <laughs> they bring it up a lot. They love that story. Well, let's go. I can't leave right now. The kid's out there. Oh, they think it's great. They think it's great. Yeah, I don't know what was worse. The fact
0: that my wife wasn't phased at all. None. or The fact that the kid I yelled at to fucking clear the picture. was just blurry, waiting for you out there. Was waiting
1: for me. With your red eyes? Yeah. Walking out of there, they're like, what's up, Ronnie Millsap? What's with the sunglasses? Shut up! Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Dude, how does that feel? All right, let me give you, let's go through movies you cried at. Did you cry during Rudy?
0: Rudy will make me cry. Yeah, Rudy will get me.
1: Really? Yeah. What part?
0: The end, when he's getting carried off the field. Yeah, completely fake, though, right? Oh, yeah. The, if you read the whole story, I don't recommend it. You'll be realize how disappointed you are to read it, <laughs> to find out that the guys that carried him off the field did it as a joke. It was a goof. My and, friends, and there are guys like Joe Montana and, and Bob Golick. They ripped the shit out of that movie.
1: Uh, friends of mine had a party where he was, the the real Rudy was like the guest of honor. Yeah. And he showed up, and security wouldn't even let him in. He's like, hey, I'm Rudy. They're like, get the fuck out of here. You know, he, I didn't realize he's in the movies behind his parents. Oh, the, is that right? Yeah,
0: when Sean Astin's on the field at the end of the game, the guy who's sitting directly behind his parents is Daniel Rudiger.
1: Um, and you know his fucking parents aren't chanting Rudy. They're calling him Daniel. Oh, that's funny. Um, but from friends, they said he was super cool. He's a great dude. All right. Um, my dog, Skip. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. Well, yeah, dog movies, I hate watching dog, dog movies. Dog will get to you. Although and dog
1: movies are one of those you only
0: watch them once. Nobody's watching Marley and me more than once. No.
1: <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like saying, hey, I enjoyed that root canal so much, I'm going to go back and get another one. I remember the first movie I
0: cried at, though, was The Champ with Ricky Schroeder. You've admitted that yeah, often. I was like five years old, dude.
1: And that's Ryan O'Neill, right? No, that's uh, John Voight. John Voight, wake him up, wake him up. Who kicked John Voigt's ass in I, that I movie? Don't, I don't know. Billy Blanks. <laughs> Billy Blanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember being a little kid crying in that movie. Oh, going, oh my god. god.
1: Yeah. Did Rita cry at that, or was oh, she fucks. fine? No,
0: dude, I was five. I didn't
1: know her. I went with my parents. My parents no, pull percent- it together. Your parents telling you to get your yeah. shit together. Um Yeah, dog movies will so fuck with you. You know when movies fuck with you though more, Dave? Is when you become a parent. That's what
0: happened. Yeah. That cried honestly, I cried in um Lizzie McGuire and <laughs> champ, but once I had a kid, dude, I, I ball out all these like like these uh shows they do on ESPN like an hour long yeah. about a kid who has a disability. I mean, yeah. fuck, dude. It gets me every time. I never. Rudy came out the same month, I think, that Josh was born, like right at the same time. I don't know why that movie affected me, but I remember taking Rita and go, let's go see it. Yeah. And her parents watched Josh and man, fucking cried in that movie. I have buddies of mine who are SC fans who have never seen that movie, will not watch it because it's Notre Dame.
1: Wow. Um. Did Was she impacted by it at all? No. Not. Cold as ice. Fucking Yuma Yuma. Cold as ice. Uh, uh yeah all that shit gets you when you become a dad. Yeah, it's weird God damn Rex Chapman put that I mean I'm a little worn out on Rex Chapman because he puts the same video out 40 times and then he retweets everybody yeah hey, this is great. Hey, I'm not crying, you're crying. you're like, okay, I got it <laughs> uh, <laughs> But that one he put out the other day of that kid on the soccer field when the army dad comes back, yeah dude, all those they all get you. Those videos yeah. are the greatest for yeah. the kids. Because you go, man, that's great. And, and what I love about it, too, is you go, why I love that video, is that guy's in the Army, yeah. and he's already a hero, and he's committed to this country, and he's sacrificing time with his family. And that's a little dude, man. That kid's got to be seven or eight. But goddamn, he picks him up from across the field. And what's great is if you watch the kid at the start, he's kind of dicking around like a typical yeah. seven or eighties, all goofing around. And he sees it, and dude, that is a full-on sprint. Yep. And I just go, God, it's great. They are great. That kind great. of stuff, where uh, where you watch it before you come down, you go, that's cool. What's with the song? The fuck's <laughs> going on there? Who is that? What's that shit? Spandau Ballet. What are we doing here? And now you watch it, and you're like, that goddamn song is beautiful. <laughs> Anything. My kids, we were dying laughing the other day if, when they watched Toy Story, right? Yeah. And it's that scene where the kid goes off to college, and and uh, you know Woody and Buzz, yeah. they're all bummed out, right? Because Andy's like, eh, fuck off, right? Yeah. And uh, so, Mike, we were laughing about you as stepmom. And they're like, Dad, what movies get to you? So I'm like, uh, My Dog Skip, Marley and Me is a great one. Like, a dog's purpose isn't bad because the dog keeps getting reincarnated. So he passes away, but then he starts a new life as a different dog, and yeah. it's kind of funny. But I was saying, I go, man, you become a dad, and uh, <laughs> that's why I hate my kids. Uh, you go, uh, you become a dad, and then things like that, you go, oh, man, you get it because... All the things that when you were a kid, um, you wanted to be Harry Potter, Captain America, and all these different things. And then at a certain point, you've worn the same shirt for four days in a row, and your fingernails are five inches long, and there's 10 pounds of dirt underneath them. And I go, so you watch that scene at Toy Story at the end, where the toys are all bummed because Andy outgrew them. And I go, yeah, it gets to you. And there's this long silence and a little bit longer silence. They got impacted by a cartoon. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. I don't like you right now. You're, uh, you're bullying me and you're making me feel bad (laughs) about sharing my vulnerable side with you. That's a cartoon. Like it didn't really like Andy doesn't really exist. Like that's it. But yeah, all that stuff. And that's why we did that bit. Now Horton cried at Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah. Andre wasn't even thought about at that point. Dude, that- I've seen that movie a hundred times. I have no idea what part
0: he cried. Why would he cry? Horton? Yeah, and fried green tomatoes. What well, he's like, fuck What'd you bed? cry
1: about stepmom? He's like he's like, walk light. <laughs> well
0: stepmom's different. Susan Sarandon had cancer. she to see her kids grow up.
1: Um and she was
0: leaving with Julia Roberts.
1: Did they? Yeah, I've never seen that movie. You never saw? It? That's the no, whole, but that's the story. Jack and Kate want to watch it because oh, they're it? like, "Let's see, let see if anything
0: rattles us." Yeah, that was it. She wasn't going to see her kids grow up. That's why. That's that's what got me. And Josh was young at the time. Uh, what about Lizzie McGuire? Oh, yeah, the Lizzie McGuire one's fucking ridiculous. That one was just sleep deprivation. <laughs> if I watched Lizzie McGuire now, I wouldn't fuck? cry. I just remember my kid wasn't sleeping. Woods could fucking relate to this. Your kids up for fucking feels like. Three days in a row, like, did a line of Coke or something. And you're like, Jesus, yeah. we go to bed? And it's like 4.30 in the morning, and I'm sitting right on the couch next him, We're watching Lizzie McGuire. And that fucking girl gets what she wants at the end, and, I, and he looks at me, yeah. crying. <laughs> he's like, three. And I was like, no. And he goes, yeah, you're crying. And I feel my <laughs> face. And he's right. Tears are running on my face. I'm like, fucking Lizzie did it.
1: I got what wanted.
0: She proved everybody wrong.
1: You know, this is why I'm great. Because I would bring that up to him consistently. <laughs> like at some point, you he had the opportunity to outgrow it. Yeah. And I was committed to not letting that happen. <laughs> I go, how about your dad crying at Lizzie McGuire? What the fuck? I know, that's what Jake would said. Dude, it? fuck. God, what a puss. Cry, Ooh, Lizzie. Ooh. I loved it. Hey, Lizzie McGuire on? Fuck the fuck fucking guy weeping um one quick thing <laughs> dude we were just
0: and i were just laughing about him today saying that he uh his jake's birthday is coming up on saturday so obviously yeah we're thinking a ton about jake this is this is this is the hardest time for us as a family is this week and uh i was saying i like, can remember i take your brother to the doctor and if it was a female doctor he'd always go she'd go all right everything looks good Well, what about checking for that hernia? (laughs) You would always ask her to check for hernia. And and he'd wink at me, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? I got to get touched. (laughs) I was like, dude, nobody wants to get the hernia check except for you. And you always ask that fucking doctor for a fucking hernia
1: check. I was going through my phone the other day because it's like everybody. You get to a certain point, your phone's all jacked up, right?
0: Yeah, you got 80 of the same people.
1: Yeah, and you can't... uh, like you can't send text messages, so you're just trying to figure out what the hell's going on, so you're trying to clean memory and and everything else, and so you go, what's on download so it's your ten you know ten ninety nine from fucking uh <laughs> ten ninety and all this other shit. you go oh, I got all this crazy shit, and it's the video all of a sudden I found the video that that Josh had sent me from when he was doing stand up comedy and I just flash back because we're sitting in this garage and I come in, you're sitting here, and he's sitting on the couch. And I go, What are you doing? What's going on? He's like, You know, I'm doing comedy. I go, oh, Yeah, let me. He goes, Yeah, not sure about my first joke. I go, Well, let me hear it. So he tells it to me, which I will not repeat here. And I just told him, Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. This is the most inappropriate sure thing. It was. And he just got up. All right, I'll see you later. Go get out of here. I have been talking to you. But uh oh, fuck. I laughed for half an hour at that fucking maniac. His birthday's Saturday. Saturday. He would have been twenty two. Twenty two. And uh the great Katie Temple birthday on Sunday. Oh that's awesome. So we won't uh we won't be here on Sunday. We'll be back on Monday. Uh but, yeah, obviously, uh, he is missed every day and reminded. But, yeah, I used to love bringing up that fucking Lizzie McGuire <laughs> that was That was it. Hey, you want to mention Dan Williams? Dan Williams
0: is the guy that can help you with your finances. He can help you get out of debt, which is outstanding, and it can also help you get out of the rental market and get into a home. That's what you want to do. You want to own your own home. It should be one of your life goals if you aren't fortunate enough to do it right now. Again, Dan Williams is the guy you need to call. 858-688-6813. 858 688 6813.
1: Well, I love the message I got from Dan the other day where he said, I don't have a chance of folding a fitted sheet. <laughs> and then he said, uh, Hey, Palais, you vote no against me every time. And he didn't <laughs> like that at all. He didn't like that at all. And the other thing that Dan, that Dave never does is mention your charity event. So let me go ahead and mention it again. Remember. Dan is riding 330 miles from Atlanta to Jacksonville. It's going to happen October 8th through the 10th. If you would like to help out, Dan's taking donations. You can go to sandiegolending.us. You'll see the Donate Now button. Our thanks to Kyle Pfluger for making that happen. Any donation is considered incredibly generous. We absolutely agree with that. And all the money goes to the Navy SEAL Foundation. It supports the Honor Foundation. So, again, coming up October 8th through the 10th, just a fantastic thing that Dan is doing, raising money for the uh, Navy SEAL Foundation, something very close to this show. Go to SanDiegoLending.us, hit that Donate Now button, and make it happen. Man, I was thinking about Dan today because you start looking and you go, well, you have a car payment coming up. Then I just had some car work done, so I financed that. Still paying my computer, you go okay. Paying my bed, I said. So, you know, one thing I'll do is I'll make, a, I'll make a small little payment, pay off the credit card, and then a few other things. And then you look, and the credit card bill is about a thousand. You're like, oh, that's weird, because about 15 minutes ago, I had it calculated at about 188 dollars, <laughs> and now I'm about 812 higher than I thought it was. Fuck me, huh? Well, I tell you what I didn't do was borrow smart, but I'll goddamn make sure I repay smart. And uh, I thank Dan for doing that. So if anybody has aluminum cans, let me know. I'm probably going to be in the market for them for the next four days till I pay this bill off. But uh, go to SanDiegoLending.us. Dan can help you get your finances in order so that when you're ready to buy that house, the banks want to do business with you.
0: Brian Curry is the guy to help you find that perfect home. Again, Brian Curry is the guy, the real estate person that knows San Diego County better than anyone else. Think about the neighborhood you want to live in, the size house you want to live in. If you're ready to sell, Brian Curry is the guy as well. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588.
1: It's a great week for birthdays. It was Josh's birthday yesterday. It's Jake's birthday coming up on Saturday. Katie Temple on Sunday And before that, the great Brian Curry's birthday tomorrow. Happy 40th birthday to Brian Curry, as he told me a week ago Monday. Hey, how's 40 treating you? I go, holy shit. He goes, what is it, about the 25th lap or (laughs) other? I go, fuck yeah, it feels like it. Uh, So a very early happy birthday to Brian Curry. uh, Birthday tomorrow, many, many more to him. But yeah, man, Dave, I tell you, the housing market, you see it. The rental market continues to be insane. And you just talk to people. Dave mentioned it the other day. Goddamn, he met the brightest guy in the world just 15 years ago. Bought a house for $101,000 in Yuma. And goddamn, a bunch of people told him don't do it. Well, guess what he's telling those people today? Fuck you. This house is now worth $103,000. <laughs> it's gone up $2,000 in 15 years. Who's the dipshit now? Not me. Well, if that guy's making two grand in 15 years in Yuma... What do you think you're making in equity in San Diego? Exactly. But I have somebody who is incredibly close to me who did not have Brian Curry on their side. She is a single mom. She owns a property out in the East County. And now the plumbing has gone out. The plumbing has gone out. Her shower is torn up. The bathroom is torn up. There's floods. There's the whole thing going on. She's heartbroken because insurance will only cover so much. And it's just those kind of things where you go, God, I wish she had Brian with her because it's probably an impulse by buying that house. And it has turned out to be the money pit. Uh, And I just I breaks my heart that she's going through it. And I don't want any of you that have supported this show for so long. I don't want you going through it either. So just uh, give Brian a call. He asked the questions that we don't think about asking, and that's why that next house he finds is going to be the best house he ever lived in.
0: Absolutely. That perfect pool also needs – that perfect house needs that perfect pool, I should say. Alan Taylor's the guy to get that brand-new pool. Taylor May Pools, more than 20 years in San Diego. Guess what? Not just the pool, but also everything you can put in that backyard. Make your home a staycation. Alan Taylor's the guy to call. 619 449 4452 619-449-4452.
1: I thank everybody who liked the Dagmar Midcap show the other night. Man, I like that a lot. I am looking forward to when she comes in and shares her story uh, about pretty wild youth that she had as a kid. But uh, a lot of people want to know, Canadian, did she know Alan Taylor? Well, no, there's more than three people that live in Canada. But I tell you what, Dagmar's good people. And uh, and Al Taylor's good people. Yes. And if you've been paying attention to what Dagmar's been telling you on NBC this week, she said, yeah, it feels kind of nice right about now. At night, it feels like a nice fall evening. You got a little chill in the air, which is cool. But come Monday, the heat's coming back, and it's going to increase. And that's the kind of time when you look at that backyard and you go, man, you know what we need back there? We need a tailor-made pool. Go to our website. I encourage you all the time. Daveandjeffshow.com. Look under the sponsor page and uh, see for yourself what so many of your neighbors have done. They made the right decision. You can be the next one. Call Al and his team and have a beautiful tailor-made pool put in your backyard.
0: Absolutely. And if you need that website to turn things around for your business or you're starting a brand new business, Kyle Fluger's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621.
1: Well, I'll tell you the other thing. If you're running for political office and you need help cleaning that history, so they don't bring it up. I don't know if that's a service service he offers. Mr. Palais, I'm shocked to see that you have got a perfect history on the Internet. It looks like the only thing you've been enjoying are barbershop quartet competitions, and it's an honor to welcome you to the government. When everybody knows the real truth, next thing you know, Kyle's Dave's vice president. Just keep it going. Um, but yeah, what else were our things? Babeswithweed.com, <laughs> right? I don't know if we had that one, but that's a good one. Wouldn't that be good? Dave, if you, if somebody brought a joint down here right now, uh, how long would it take till you just got stoned right out of your Dude,
0: I, I tell you, it doesn't affect me. I don't, I don't smoke because that never affects me. But the me. edible
1: did, right? The edible did, yeah. So if somebody gave you like three gummies, done. Yeah, probably. Done. Probably one of those big giant
0: cookies is what did it for me that one time.
1: Uh, this is the other story that I shared with my kids because we're going to see. I think the website would be uh, Dave Stone dot com. <laughs> and Flugs and I will do it and we will just have nothing but videos of Dave drunk or stone. This was the other story my kids enjoyed the other night about Mr. Palais. Uh, when ESPN 800 was getting ready to launch, uh, <laughs> we made the decision to do the show from Dave's house. Instead of doing it from downtown where they had a studio, not sure why I couldn't just drive downtown. I had to fucking drive down here. the studio was the size of your backseat of your car. Do you remember No, they thing had was? a goddamn aquarium in there. Remember that? Yes. So uh, me and uh, what was the engineer's name? What was that kid's name that jumped down the air with oh, us? Oh, Gabriel. Gabriel, goddamn! Me and Gabriel come down because we're getting ready to launch 800 the next day. Yeah. We come down to Dave's other house in Eastlake, and Dave's waiting for us, being the technological genius that he is, <laughs> and he's already about five beers into the night. And while Gabe's running wires and I'm doing mic checks, Dave just continues to drink. And eventually makes his way out to the front room where he passes out on the couch. True. Gabe and I continue to run. Mike checks. He's talking in Spanish. I don't understand anything going on. He's calling Tijuana. He's calling downtown. Oh, this is true. And I'm like, there's no fucking chance that this show is getting on the air tomorrow. So I go out to the living room to tell Palais I think we're fucked. Dave wakes up out of a drunken stupor. Hey, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> I go games here too. What the hell is going on? That is true. Hundred percent true.
0: <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? I think is what I said.
1: What the fuck? What are you guys doing in my house? A math. Like, hey, fuck face. I don't think we're getting on the air tomorrow. What? What hang on, what are you say what are you saying? You're like, shut up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I don't have anything. Get your shit together. That, uh, so they like that story. And then they ask the story that we've told often about Peoria, where David been drunk and obnoxious for three days, and Horton had had enough of him. We come out of Circle K, and Horton cannot, Horton is talking. And doesn't realize there's an island in the middle of the road. So as he makes the left turn, he doesn't go around the island. Yeah. And we're now going the wrong way against traffic. But it's like 1030 at night. There's nobody out in Peoria. But traffic cop Dave recognizes this. The problem is he's so drunk he can't talk. So from the back seat, he's trying to notify Horton that he's going the wrong way. And the only thing that could oh, oh. <laughs> be, And Horton, who's just had it. Has just had it with Palais. Shut up. God damn it. It's enough out of you. To which Dave is now worried that we're going to be a head on collision. Yes. Fuck. I swear to God, Dave. Shut up. And I'm on the front seat. I know what Dave's trying to say, but Horton is just. He's Michael Douglas in, in uh, Falling Down when that guy tells him it's 85 cents for the Coke. And if, if Horton had a flat top and a white shirt and a baseball short sleeves, bat, yeah. short sleeves, Dave would have got that baseball bat right in the ribs. And, oh, my God. So, yeah, that's the other story. My kids are like, hey, what about Dave driving? Uh, Shut up. And Horton's driving with one hand, throwing punches at you. God, you made the voice of the wolf so angry. Dude, that was the trip where we were, like, on the third floor of the hotel. Yeah, and you
0: slipped. We're going to take the stairs down. Horton slipped. He fell down ten straight stairs, like, all the way to the well, bottom.
1: It, it, what led to that was, yes, we were on the third floor, and we hit the elevator, and Horton and I make our way into the elevator fine, and then you, thinking you're John Ritter in Three's Company... <laughs> Trip over the carpet and slam into the back wall like it's a tackling dummy, and the whole elevator rattles. So Horton's pissed about that, and then he fell down the He's steps. The stairs. <laughs> so, then,
0: he, when I laughed because he needed help, I, he uh, wouldn't talk to me like the rest of the
1: trip. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> happy with you. He was done with your bullshit. (laughs) We only had about two nights to go.
0: (laughs) All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? Mm. September 23rd. This one has passed away, but it's Mickey Rooney. I gotta tell you, that guy really bugged
1: me. I never liked Mickey Rooney. I thought he was a real prick.
0: (laughs) Five foot one.
1: And you hear they walked around like he was a tough guy. Yeah. He reminds me of that guy that I won't mention his name. But the guy who stalked us, and thought, "Oh yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah," doesn't he remind you of that yeah. asshole? <laughs> right, uh, Mickey Rooney. God, he was old when he died, Dave. So what? I'm gonna say he's 108. 100 exactly today. 100 exactly. Um, he was 94 when he died. No shit. Okay, yeah. how much
0: would he be worth? 25 million. It's funny you say that. They said he had a ton of money,
1: but he okay. died with eighteen thousand. 18000 Shut that up. I swear to you, that's what it says. There are guys on Padre's Twitter worth 18000 <laughs> but um, oh no way. That's but he, what it says. He banged Judy Garland. Who yeah. regretted it more later on?
0: Well, Judy drank her ass off, so she probably doesn't remember it. Um, he's not regretting it at all. She's regretting it.
1: Yeah, she probably is, huh? Yeah.
0: All right, here we go. Another one who has passed away, Ray Charles.
1: Now that... That's a fucking champion right there. What a life, Ray Charles ninety seven would have been ninety today. Really? Yep. All right. Now I think Ray, I think Ray got jobbed on money. Uh, this is gonna bug me. I am gonna say Ray should be worth at least forty million. I'll go higher. Is that? he? I'll
0: help you out. Yep.
1: Oh, good. All right, that makes me happy. I'll say eighty million. Seventy-five million. Really All right, that, that's better. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hang on though, Dave. Yeah. I wonder that seventy five million, I wonder how much of that would have been I mean, he was doing the Pepsi commercials and yeah. all that, and that that was really fun. His reputation, Ted saw him a bunch of times in concert, loved and Ted him. told me yeah, loved him, and said sixty minute concert every time. Really? God damn, think about wow. some I mean, you see Springsteens yeah. four hours. Yeah. Even the stones at eighty or two hours, yeah. if not two and change. Sixty minutes in and out. All right. Speaking of Springsteen, it's his birthday today too. No shit. Uh, hmm. Sixty-eight. Seventy-one. How depressing no is No kidding. Yep. Fucking ton of money. Ton it's of money. Got to be three hundred million. Five hundred million. Wow. Five hundred million for the boss. All
0: right, Fat Kemp, Matt Kemp, it's his birthday today. Thirty-six. Exactly right. Two hundred million. Seventy million. It says. He made more than that. That's what it says. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. All right, here we go. Five random questions. If you could
1: travel with any band in history, who would you choose? Oh, I love that. If I could travel with any band in history, uh, my friend Inger once told me that she was going to quit everything and be a groupie for the Black Crows, and I've laughed about that forever. (laughs) She's now changed that to Pearl Jam. It would have to be a band that you could hear every night. It'd have to be the Stones. Not bad. Yeah, I would do the Stones, man. Just because I think the thing, Dave, with the Stones, if you go around and you spend one night just hanging and listening to Ronnie Wood, Charlie Watts, Jagger, Keith Richards, like, dude, every night they're incredible. I'll take the Stones. All
0: right, here we go. What's the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to you?
1: Happened to me two nights ago. My kids know it. Uh, it's the most recent one. I live with the complete fear of at some point looking like Abe Vagoda and my kids, <laughs> where your eyebrows get completely yeah. out of control. And in the, uh, my kids have laughed about this for two days, so I have no problem saying it. So the other day, and I have really bad lighting in my bathroom, so it always freaks you out. And yeah. you, got, every guy knows whether you care. Sometimes you just like you put your finger across your eyebrow and it feels like that thing's got to be two feet long you're like god damn funny it. you say that that and this happened to me in yuma the other day it uh, makes you crazy i'm right? looking in the mirror i'm going am i turning into my grandfather right <laughs> all of a sudden all of a sudden you're like every old guy that's ever been so the other day like me the same guy who signed up for the covid uh the you know, yeah the test i just had a brainstorm and i go you know what i'll do because sometimes when you go and get a haircut, they'll just run the razor and they'll yep. they'll hook you up. And so it just makes me crazy. So the other day I'm like, well, fuck, I, I don't have a razor or one of those little combs. I go, I know what I do. I got a scissors right here. So you start just kind of going through and I have terrible lighting, so I can't see what the hell I'm doing. And all of a sudden I go, well, wow, I think it's working, but I don't think it's close enough. Oh, and I put a... A groove in there like like Nick Nick Van Exel? Yeah, complete, like (laughs) right down. So I went right across. I I didn't even realize I did it. And all of a sudden I look up and there's a straight line just right there. And so I just started, my kids were like, I go, can you see that? They're like, yeah, what is that? So I told them, they're like, Jesus. And my son Jack goes, do you have any clear thoughts in your head? I go, no, I thought, he goes, I know what you were doing. Don't tell anybody that story.
0: <laughs> no, you just told a bunch <laughs> of people that
1: story. Well, I guarantee everybody has one. What's your most embarrassing thing? Dude, it's funny you say that. I'm trying to
0: remember. The the most recent, as I said, that stands out to me. I still remember this at San Diego State where I was walking off campus. I was leaving oh. campus, yeah. and there was a smoking hot girl walking right at me. Mm-hmm. And she raised her hand up to me and said, hey. And I was like, hey. And right when I said, hey, <laughs> I realized it was the guy behind me she yeah. was talking to. And then I, I tripped on the crack in the cement and took that big giant step. Oh, I, I didn't shit. fall, but I took the, the big step to keep yourself from falling. Yeah. And then I did it like two weeks ago walking with Walt Chef. Two girls walking right at us in a God dang like, jogging bra. Yeah. Look fantastic. And uh, I pulled the same thing. Hey, good morning. Boom. Tripped. Big step, and he just looked at me. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, and I said, I don't know. This is what this is my thing. I fall apart in front of good-looking girls.
1: I I swear I think I had uh, just a complete brain aneurysm on a trip to Peoria with Josh Rosenberg, <laughs> and I I had two instances, and I feel like there's a third one, and I can't remember what it is. We're doing shows back at Salty Senorita, back there behind the outfield. Now, the third thing that happened there, I'll tell you, didn't involve me, but it was pretty funny. So we're sitting there, and Rosie and I are doing these shows, and it's just a blast. It's like one of those warm spring days in Peoria. Yeah. And But you're under the shade, and it's just it's great. Tony Gwynn Jr. rides his bike out there. He's hanging out. And the Senorita... The staff there was so nice. They just treated us fantastic. And it's the same thing. Man, they're bringing us lunch and drinks and the whole thing. And we had this one waiter who just is hustling his ass off. Yeah. And I've worked in restaurants, and that's the last thing I did. I didn't give a fuck. I worked at Diego's. I didn't do anything. Bar back. I just looked at chicks. (laughs) Glasses stacked up. So I feel like, as a guy who spent a little time in that industry... I have an educated point of view and appreciation. Yeah. And I called this guy two different times at least. Thank you, Jasmine. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea why I called him Jasmine. Rosie will know. Now, that finishes up. And when the back parking lot at uh, back parking lot at Peoria, the sports complex. And can we see him? With the hair? Right here. With the
0: hat on. Sorry. I'm waiting for the microphone. Jeff and I are watching the Dodger
1: game, and I've been looking for Jake's cutout. Behind. No. Wait. Go point okay. to. All right. Grab a pen. Hang on. Take this. Right here. Show me where he is. Oh, dude. That's him. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> God damn. Dude, I've been looking all fucking
0: season for it.
1: He got some sun up there. Yeah, he did get some sun up there. He's like blurred out. Holy shit, there he is. Oh, that's fucking great. How great is that? That's cool. All right, so we're at the back parking lot at Peoria. We're talking to Clayton Richard. Yeah. I see a gentleman to my right, and I feel like I know who this person is. So Rosie's dying right now because he knows the story. So I yell out, Coach Dietz. (laughs) <laughs> and the gentleman does not turn around. Yeah. Dietz. <laughs> coach Dietz. I yell it like three times. Yeah. And now I'm committed. I'm in. Yeah. I go over and I see the man and it is not former Aztec baseball coach Jim Dietz. Yeah. I come back to the conversation where a befuddled Josh Rosenberg is standing. Is he mad at you? No, he's just, like, stunned. And uh, and he looks at me, and he goes, uh, what are you doing? And I go, I thought that was Coach Dietz. Yeah. And he goes, well, if it was, what were you going to ask him? <laughs> yeah, and I go, nothing. <laughs> I don't have a goddamn thing to say to Coach Jim Deets." He goes, well, goddamn, you were yelling at him like you knew him. <laughs> I go, I don't think he even knows who I am. <laughs> well, goddamn. So 24 hours after calling a waiter, Jasmine, Yeah. and it's there with Rosie. That's the other thing. With your buddy there, any of your buddies in this group, right, in our circle, and he and I were together in Oakland last year at the Raider game. I go, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) He goes, I don't know what the fuck you were doing.
0: (laughs) I go, I was yelling my ass off. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I love that one. All right, here we go. Besides your kids, what are you most proud of?
1: Uh oh I like that. Um that yeah, shit I don't even know if they're in the top 5. <laughs> um what are you most proud of? I like that. Um I think the time that I we we talked about this the other night when I went to work for Homecoming's financial uh mortgage company I just kind of we were between radio gigs and I needed something. and so I went in and my job was to help people avoid foreclosure. and so when you're calling from the bank, it's a thing and i I don't know if other mortgage companies are like this. I just kind of fell into the job I needed it, and I had um I'd worked for Chase repo and cars, and so anytime you have kind of that collection background, it perks their ears. So I went there and thought we were going to be doing foreclosures and short sales and all this other shit and they said well no you're going to bonus every month if you can keep people in their house because the housing market's so fucked up we can't sell anything so all the REO properties which is real estate owned by the bank like they're just sitting there so we need you to find a way to keep people in their houses and you go all right well what is my territory and they gave me I started off with Florida, like Palm Beach, and that wasn't too bad. Uh, A couple NFL players. And then uh, from there, they moved me to East St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. And so I was saying this the other night. The mortgage payments for the people there, and at that time, I wasn't a homeowner. I hadn't bought a house yet. um, So I didn't really have a full comprehension of it, but a little bit. It was 2005, 2006, and when you're looking at people, Dave, that are facing foreclosure and going to lose their home, they're $400 past due. That's it. Their fucking mortgage payments are 150 bucks a month, and the guy can't afford it. So now you're calling, and you're a relatively young guy, and you're talking to somebody who's been there for a while, and uh, you're like, hey, man, just send me 250 bucks, and we're fine. And they laughed like I asked them for 250000 So at a certain point, my boss said, listen, man, we are struggling, and we're, gonna, we're about to lose 60 homes in Missouri. You're on a flight tomorrow. So I fly to St. Louis. I work with a guy from HUD. That's why I'm passionate about HUD. That's why I think Ben Carson's way over his head. The fucking guy should be the surgeon general. He shouldn't be in charge of HUD. But the guy that I worked with in St. Louis for for uh housing and urban development was unbelievable. So we set up this office and we were like literally five minutes from Ferguson, Missouri. And we set this up and I've got fifty appointments with people and it's like fucking just coming in, right? Cranking people through. They come in, listen man, I'm the only white guy in town. And I'm there from the bank and they all know they're facing foreclosures. So you can imagine Uh, how much I was welcome. But as you sat down with these families, all we would do all day is go through their, what probably what Dan Williams does, is I would say, look, you got to bring me your bank statement. Well, fuck you. I'm not bringing it. And I go, look, man, you can't pay a $100 mortgage payment. What am I going to steal from you? And you go through, and man, it's highlighter and lines and everything else. And I think of the 60, whatever, let's just say 60, I think we saved about 49 homes. And by the Friday when I left... People were bringing me chicken and sweet potato pie and lunches and grown men crying, like older men crying. Dave, it was unbelievable. It's, like you said, with the kids, um, the charity event a couple of years ago was really kind of great to do all that kind of shit. But when you go in, and on Monday they hate you, and on Friday they love you, and I had no background in doing that. We were fucking radio guys, right, who just left 800. Yeah doing the sandy alderson show uh that was probably it that's the thing probably more than anything because just to be able to do it and to work for a company that gave me the flexibility to do it that was the best
0: yesterday josh and i went to uh went to the bank because we opened a bank account for the jp25 media oh yeah just uh, just, to keep everything legal so the lady who's setting up the bank account says okay how much you going to put in here and i said well we're just going to put a 200 bucks in right now. I'll put 100 and yeah. Josh will put 100 bucks in. So Josh gives her a hundred dollar bill. And then, and I, whatever, I, I I paid her, but we both put 100 bucks in. And so she's, next line, so do you plan on keeping more than a million dollars in this account? I, <laughs> I looked at Josh. Did you just give her a million dollar bill? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you, you fucking her? mind? Hey,
1: what's wrong? I told her, nobody likes a smart ass.
0: Yeah. Her, We're just starting. Calm the fuck down.
1: Yeah. Calm down.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Women that? love that when you tell them calm down.
0: They that uh, relax
1: and calm down. That reminds me of Bill Holland stocks. Yeah. Bill Holland was our business guy at I think this was at KSDO. Yeah. He eventually went to KFMB and replaced Ray Lucia. But at the time I think this happened, it was at KSDO. I'm not making jack shit for money but it's the time sports fans will remember the Boston Celtics went public and the Cleveland Indians went public. So any fucking scrub that came up with like 80 bucks, you could buy a share of each. So I did, I bought a share of the Indians and I bought a share of the Celtics. So I do it through bill and, uh, I'm all excited because I'm going to get a certificate, a stock certificate from both teams. And they'd shown them. So like fucking five weeks and six weeks go by. I don't say anything because I think if you listen to this show, you know, I'm respectful and I'm classy. But (laughs) now we're like 10 fucking weeks. And I say to Bill, I go, hey, Bill. What's up with the certificates, baby? It's been a long time. Oh, I thought you were building a portfolio. (laughs) I go, Bill, I got two fucking shares. Don't start your shit with me, old man. You get my face, Robert. Fucking drop. (laughs) And, uh... Can you believe the balls on that motherfucker telling me I I thought you were building a portfolio with two fucking shares? Motherfucker. (laughs)
0: Motherfucker. turned into Joe Pesci.
1: (laughs) Jesus. All right, two more for you. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Oh, um... Well, uh, Laura Kane yelled at me and made me feel bad about myself because uh, I had a friend, an arrangement, played the Bonnie Raitt song all the time, and she came into the liquor store and said, uh, she told me, I have liver cancer. And I said, you know what, get the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of you being a hypochondriac, and and I got to stock the fucking cooler, and I'm just sick of this shit. Get the fuck out of here. And she shuffled out. And then like two weeks later, I had the ache. And it was probably a little longer. It was like a month later. And I drove over to her house. And there were a couple of big dudes like loading up a U-Haul. So they look at me. And I look back at them, giving them a look like, get the fuck out of here. And uh, they go, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm here to see her. And they're like, oh. Oh. I go, well, what? What oh, oh, and they're like she passed away. I go when, last week, and said liver cancer. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, fuck." and then uh. So that was pretty bad, but of course, pretty bad. Yeah, I know. I admitted that. That's why I said. but you have a second one, which scares me. Um, we were in Los Angeles, uh, in February, for the. The Clipper Wolves game, yeah, and we're paying tribute uh, to Kobe out front. And my phone rings, and it's one of these spam calls, um, you know, from the IRS or whatever. And I was so frustrated because I was so caught up in the moment. It's a Saturday, and this guy's trying to tell me how I'm going to jail from the IRS. And that's the guy just whispered, "I hope your mom dies today." And my son Cade goes, Dad! What are you doing? Scolding me. I was like, hang on. I have to go. Call me later. And I meant what I said. And the guy from the IRS is like, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm like, hey, fuck you. I hope it happens. K- get off the phone, Dad. So he's like, that was not cool. Like, you can do all the other games. Like, come get me. I'm arrested. What's your name? But no more of that. I don't want to hear that anymore. Either one of those two (laughs) would qualify. But then him, that asshole tonight, I call the house and, hello? Hang on, hang on, hang on. TV's too loud. Hang on, hello? Oh, aren't you an idiot? It's the voicemail. And I go, hey, fucker. Don't call an idiot on there. It could be your grandmother. I'm going to come over there and punch you in your little face. <laughs> so then he got in trouble from his mom. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> she heard it. So she's like, oh, I could do this. Like, oh, hey. Oh, what's going on? I can't hear. But I got to change the end part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mad. Oh, my gosh. All right. What's, your, uh, what's the worst thing you've done? <sighs> oh, I know. It's your buddy, Greg.
0: Oh, that was a bad one, but that was even the one that stood out in my mind.
1: What else are you most proud of? I didn't ask now, you that
0: one. Most proud of is probably coaching kids. Oh yeah, it's, that's it's a great coaching one. kids, helping kids find scholarships for uh, for sports.
1: That's a good one.
0: Um, yeah, the Greg story is the kid in the wheelchair that I didn't believe that paralyzed meant you couldn't actually feel your lower body, so I punched Greg in the legs constantly, and then uh, and then he no reaction. He really was paralyzed. He really did break his back. Um, and quit checking it out. at That's me. unbelievable. I, I remember was the only of, friend he had. This yeah, right. his wheelchair every goddamn day. He had no, fr- he had no friends. He had no friends. I, I ate lunch with him. I pushed him around. It smelled like urine. He stunk. I talked to him. I mean, he didn't know. He, he, what did his mom say when she, like, give him a bath at night and his right. legs were all purple?
1: Oh, Dave's having fun again. Yeah,
0: Jake's punching me every day at yeah,
1: school. Yeah, I remember asking you at KFMB, did you have fun pushing him in the pool, too?
0: <laughs> the worst thing that stood up in my mind. Yeah. In a Little League game, right around the corner here, it was a winter ball, which is instructional league. Okay? Yeah. And this kid who sucked, who, who ne- was nothing, hit a game-winning home run off of us. Like okay. two guys on base hit, hits a walk-off home run. Beautiful. But He doesn't touch first base. He doesn't touch second base. Doesn't touch third. Doesn't even touch home. Okay? He misses every base. And I go, t- I'm protesting. And the umpire goes, are you serious? And I go, he didn't touch any of the bases. He goes, well, which base are you going to protest? And I go, all of them doesn't matter. So the umpire looked at me and he goes, "Batters out, we won the game." Kid never played again. Never signed up in the spring. Never fucking played baseball
1: again. Might have been the, the dirtiest thing I've ever done. That see that Craig <laughs> Elliston was right. Craig Elliston was right today. He just had part A of the story wrong. <laughs> like who does that? I, I did. I like to win,
0: and I play by the rules. But I like to win. Sorry. No, you're not. I'm not, okay? We we won the game. Touch the fucking bases. That's all you had to do. You missed every
1: base. I swear to God, there are people where you think about just pure evil, right? Think about it over the years. Yeah. Where you go, my God, who? Noriega. <laughs> right? Stalin. Who Stalin. Stalin is Hitler. a great one. Yeah. Manson. <laughs> and, uh... And fucking Palegos right in that group too, no doubt about it. Goddamn, poor Steve Woods, sick as a dog tonight, and he's just going to be so upset by that story. <laughs> Here we go. Last question. Okay. If okay, we've got
0: a long time. If the Padres lose in the first round of the of the playoffs, will this mm-hmm. season be considered a disappointment?
1: No, not at all. Uh, it's. I think Dave, we want him to go really, really far, but it's there's an excitement as you look ahead. I mean, look, I, I heard somebody, I thought Darren made a great point the other day talking about um, talking about Drew Brees and the struggles, and look, it's early, right? But he was talking about what we saw from, from Drew Monday night against the Raiders. Daniel Jeremiah was really great talking about different things that you see, just not being able to make the short passes. And I thought Darren said something that really made you think at the end, and he was talking about... Uh, flashing back to the NFC Championship game against the Rams two years ago with the non-call that really impacted that. And a lot of people were just kind of like, oh, well, whatever. And Darren talked and said, you know, that's a legacy game, man. You get back to the Super Bowl and pointed out the fact that uh, Gary Kubiak won one Super Bowl, but Don Shula won two. Bill Belichick's won how many, right? Uh, Tom Flores, right? There's a difference between guys that have been there one and guys that have won multiples and not only for Sean Payton, but what that could have meant for drew. And you just kind of look back at different things. Who knows how it goes. If they get there, he's had three years in a row. He had the cornerback.
0: Remember do that crazy play against the Vikes? Yep. Oh yeah. You know, then he had the Rams play and then yeah. he had the Vikings play last year. Yeah. You know, in the corner where, where it was, Hey, was that offensive pass interference? He had three plays in a row to end the season.
1: Um, it, it's just insane. But, yeah, that's the thing that you look at and you go, no. Uh, for me, the disappointment this year really could have happened to me twice. If the Dallas Stars win the Stanley Cup, that's incredibly upsetting yeah. to me because that's a team that was my favorite team as a kid, and, it, uh, and they could win it yeah. for the second time, and that's really frustrating. It also could have happened with the fucking Clippers until they turned out to be the Clippers, and it's very realistic that the Clippers could have done, won the NBA championship in the Dallas Stars, and that's just something we'll circle back to on Monday. Anybody listening to this on social media, we'll we'll do this more on Monday because it's late. We gotta get out of here. But Dave, between now and then, think about your biggest sports disappointment. Or especially, even better, the ones that happened, but then the ones that could have happened. Because yeah. if you're a Buffalo Bills fan tonight, like my buddy Steve, they're 0-4. Do you want the Bills to go back to the Super Bowl? Because they can easily now be 1-4 and you get that off, Yes. but they could also be 0-5. Do yeah. you want that burden? So just, that's the thing, man. It could have been, no, the pods will not depending on how they go if they could beat 20 to nothing i have the right to change my mind but um but no the bigger disappointment quite honestly is if the stars win it and if the clippers had won it yeah. that would have been really really bad that's it all right we'll be back on monday uh yeah we'll see you monday night okay good deal all right thanks everybody